I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. We are untangling the webs in this episode today. And what a web it is. We're going all the way back well, to, well, no, please. We're hot off the press with the latest, the first Spider-Man 3 trailer. Yeah. If you are living under a rock, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out uh, just the other day around 11 o'clock-ish. You know, I can't, I, I can't be subjected to Molly's jokes about the trailer not coming out anymore. Uh, I, I opened my phone and saw that it had leaked uh, in the form of a uh, off-screen, you know, someone's watching on their phone and it's being filmed by somebody else's phone. It's got watermarks all over it. You can't see shit. I resisted the urge to watch it, and it paid off. Yeah, it would have been really shitty, but the joke is every time we watch a trailer for pretty much any movie, Griffin lets me know that did you know that the Spider-Man trailer hasn't come out? Can you believe that the Spider-Man trailer hasn't come Somebody's out? Somebody's got to keep you up to date. And now it's out. We've mm. all seen it. And we're going to get to that. But first, we need to know how we got here. Yeah. So if you haven't heard or seen the trailer, No Way Home is likely going to bring in factors from the other portrayals of spider-man that we've seen on the big screen namely the toby Maguire slash sam raimi trilogy and the uh Andrew mark garfield. webb lol oh, that's that's why they hired yes. him the uh the andrew garfield duology uh and obviously the mcu so we're gonna go ahead and talk about all of this plus into the spider-verse plus the, the two video games yes. Yes, the two Insomniac-developed games, because... They're the best. They deserve to be in this discussion. If, for some reason, you own a PS4 or PS5, and you have not done yourself the service of playing Spider-Man or Spider-Man Miles Morales, you should rectify that immediately. Even I, a video game novice, has played them. Yes, and not only have you played them, when I was playing the first one, years ago, when it first released, you were hooked. Because it is like playing a Spider-Man movie. It's like playing one of the best Spider-Man movies. The plots are excellent. They interweave so many characters. They're the only cut scenes that I'm like, okay, fine, let's watch this. Yeah. And... Not really, but... Short of, you know, what we see from some of the alternate universe Spider-Men in... Into the Spider Verse, we don't get too many glimpses of like a. I was going to say veteran, yeah, like a veteran Spider Man. He's been he's been doing his thing for like eight years, and it's really, like that's a very unique perspective. Uh, I was going to say for the screen on a screen, not a comic. Plus the Miles Morales story of him and the Tinker and that whole. Like, Saga is really compelling, and 
I hope they incorporate some of that kind of stuff in another Miles Morales movie. I know we got into the Spider-Verse, but it would be nice to get a live action Miles Morales Spider-Man movie. Agreed. Because both, I mean, both into the Spider-Verse and the Miles Morales video game were really interesting and really compelling, so. Agreed. I have a feeling that there's probably one coming. I mean, they've talked about it, like, literally since the Andrew Garfield movies. Yeah. And I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know. Yep, I just, I hope it's coming. People love the character, and he has so much great... Uh, backstory and side characters surrounding him. There's no like, reason to not do it. Donald Glover has come and gone. Well, they don't even need <laughs> to get him back anymore. He doesn't matter. Like, if they want to No, I do... know, but, like, they were talking about him, like... I mean, yeah, that was four years a ago. A decade ago, <laughs> it felt like. Oh, to play him. Yes. Oh, that was I thought you were talking about. about in Spider-Man Homecoming. They, he, plays I know... his, he plays his uncle. I know they mentioned that, but they talked about him playing him, like... Back, back in the day, I'm pretty sure. Be, I thought that's had to why be back, they made back in the. He was ten years ago. He was still way too old. Are you well, sure? Well, I thought that's why they were referencing that in Homecoming. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna we're look gonna it up. Cut this if it's not true. <laughs> From this article, which I don't even know what this website is. Apparently, there was a time back in 2010 when the internet exploded with people talking about Donald Glover playing Spider-Man in what would have at the time been the new reboot, which That's obviously what I'm saying. Was it was back during that time that people were talking about it because it was like off of community and stuff like that. I had no idea. I mean, oh, okay, <laughs> that was in 2010. Miles Morales did not exist yet. Really? The character Miles Morales started in 2011. Oh my gosh. So they just wanted him to play Spider-Man, I guess. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, so I wasn't like totally off. No, no, no. Okay. Well, we will go back in time to a different time for um, for superhero superhero movies, movies. for Spider Man, for Tobey Maguire. And fear not, these are movies that we will be covering individually. Fortunately, I mean, I for one can't wait. Even though we did just watch these. Shortly pre-podcast, but it's fine. We really just want to hit on, like, who is introduced in these movies and who we might see pop up in the new movie. Or just, like, you know, who who did the this movie or this game, like, focus on? Because yeah. I think, obviously, the comic Spider-Man dates back so many years, and there's so many characters, which is why it's, like, such a like minefield or not a minefield a gold mine like the games got to it's play both with that. you know some of those characters aren't so hot um so we just wanted to kind of remind everyone and ourselves who is in what and who is actually likely to show up yep yep so yeah let's hop in our time machine go back 20 years we have are you serious you serious clark oh i'm dead serious i think it's 2001 anyway it could be 2002. yeah i think you're right I played the uh, the game more than I watched the movie of this one. Uh, overshadowed by Spider-Man 2, the movie game, but still good. I like this movie. It's a solid movie. Yes, it is. It's very... I don't like Tobey Maguire, as I've said. Yeah. I mean... On know, and off podcasts. There's, there's nothing to be done. 
But I think this movie is, you know, whether regardless of your feelings on Tobey Maguire, the, the magic of this movie is that you can tell that it was like, you know, we're going to give this a shot the first time uh, adapting this character into a movie. Sam Raimi is like really giving it his all. And it's like such a good balance of it's got a lot of heart. The story is like good. It's tight. And then you also have stuff like Willem Dafoe wearing a Power Ranger suit. Um, yeah, and it's like kind of the the ultimate origin story. So we get obviously introduced to Spider-Man for the first time on the screen. We get what I always think of as the main love interest, which is Mary Jane. When I came to college, I had roommates that introduced me to Gwen Stacy, and that's shortly before the or during the time Andrew Garfield movie came out. Um, we get Harry and his dad, mm-hmm. Goblin, Green Goblin. Just the Gobby, Gobby and Gobby Jr. Is that what we say? That's what Spider-Man calls him in the third movie. So <laughs> Does he say yeah. Gobby Jr.? So, yeah, look at little, look, or maybe Goblin Jr. <laughs> so look at little Goblin Jr. Gonna cry? Oh, yikes. I hate him. <laughs> but I love, well, meh. Can't say that anymore. Well, no, but his portrayal of James Franco's really good as Harry. And uh, for for how silly like he kind of plays the character, it's he gives Harry a somewhat I will say believable evolution over these movies. I would say he he peaks in the second one. But um, so first one, you know, if the rumors are true, we're gonna see Toby himself coming back. See how that goes. And maybe they'll acknowledge his uh, webs coming out of his arms. Because that's something that's unique to this version. Yeah, which I thought it was weird when they showed the other way of doing it. And I was like, what? And everyone's like, that's how it's in the comics. And I was like, I feel like it makes more sense that it is coming out of his arms. I mean, I didn't read any of the Spider-Man comics until after I saw this movie. Um... I don't remember exactly like what the difference in time was, but that same for me. I was like, what is this? He's, he's like talking because I didn't start from the beginning in the comics. So he's just like fighting somebody and he's like, I'm out of webs. I'm like, how can you possibly run out of webs? Yeah. Um, I don't think we get any other love interests or any other villains hinted at. No, just, just flash Thompson being a bully. Oh yeah. Ugh, good old flash. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Not to be confused with The Flash. No. That, that used to confuse me when I was, when I was but a youngin'. Different universe. Um, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is iconic. Which I think, and I don't think I'm the only one, that heard a very familiar laugh at the end of the new trailer. That's all they had to do. That, well, they showed the pumpkin bomb, but, you know, I think we know what the deal is. How could you get anyone else to be the goblin? Iconic. The gobs. Iconic. You know, I hesitate to make any comparisons to what people consider, like, the the best, like, Joker actors. But, like, I think the reason why they were... Well, one of the many reasons they were hesitant to do Green Goblin in the Tom Hollands and why the one that they did in the Andrew Garfield movies was so poorly received was just because you can't top it. They got... A fucking incredible actor. To, I mean, when he's to talking to himself character. in his house, when he's like realizing that he's turning into the Green Goblin, is just incredible. Yeah. Um, 
we should get like just a movie about that. We don't need Spider-Man. Awesome. Basically like a Venom style. Um, Psychological horror movie starring Willem Dafoe. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so in the second Tobey Maguire one, the love interest is still MJ. Still MJ. I would say going strong, but I don't no. know. They're never... Wait. Isn't that when Harry tries to get with MJ? No, I think that's the third one. Really? I think so. I honestly don't know, and I hate Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker, and I think he's a horrible partner, and no one should be with him. He's so bad. Not, I'm not even talking about him being a jerk in the third one because of the Venom stuff. Like, he's just an asshole. Yeah. No, he really is. He's not a not a good fella. I'm like, this dude is definitely not worthy. Um, well, okay, so he... The the MJ thing is is on and off. He like he's you know he's having commitment issues, but they, you know they get back together in the end. Oh no, yeah, she gets engaged to the astronaut, uh, JJJ's son. Um, yeah, I meant to bring up the astronaut because he's he pops up in other things. He was in Venom, and wasn't he in something else like where his name was referenced? I don't know. I feel like it was. I feel like it was just Venom. Wasn't it in like? Now I might be getting it mixed up with Venom, like Green Lantern. Green Lantern's DC. Okay, so it's not in that. Yeah. I guess it was just Venom. Yeah. Yeah, that's like we we will probably briefly touch on Venom later, but that's like the one effort made to connect it to Spider Man in any way, and it like it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's a random plot line. But the main focus of this movie really is another incredibly well-portrayed villain. It's Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Which we know he's going to be in the new one because they show him. We see him front and center with that beautiful de-aging technology plastered all over his face. Yeah, not that... No, Good. it's still weird, but maybe hey, that's just the trailer. If if they if that's what they got to do, that's that's what they got to do. But um, the big guns, Doc Ock. People really consider this the best Spider-Man movie. Honestly, a lot of people consider this to be the best superhero movie. I'm not willing to say that. I mean, I you think, might, not, and I'm not either. But like, there are a lot of people that, that would gun for it. I know that this is not why most people watch a comic book movie, but the relationship relationship stuff matters to me and I think it's done really poorly in these movies um particularly the Tobey Maguire ones and that takes it away from me like I think the Doc Ock stuff is amazing and great but the and I love Kirsten Dunst so it's nothing against her I just the whole thing wears on me and I get annoyed with it they're not hashtag relationship goals I'm like team MJ dump Peter I know but like it's, I guess, I mean, I don't know what the movie's trying to tell you about that, but, like, they're definitely telling you that he, Peter Parker's a good guy, and I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, it's, he's too, he's too moody for it to be believable. They also do would... weird stuff with Aunt, um, his aunt. Oh. Yeah, this movie, she's, like, broke. Yeah, and, like, not talking to him or something. Yeah. I think she's she's mad because he keeps getting himself in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I could take or leave the rest of it, but the Doc Ock stuff is yeah. 
Well, that's fantastic. So, the train scene is <clears throat> iconic. That's all. That's why I'm just saying it. it's not like a perfect movie to me, but I do think that the dog act stuff is good. I think that the first one is actually more well-rounded in terms of like good villain, good side stories happening. Obviously, it's an origin, but um, yeah, definitely a really good villain. Yeah. And then we slide a little into the third one. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, you know, you picture people that are, they're coming off this movie and they love it and they love Doc Ock and then they're greeted with the sight of Eric Foreman as Venom. And it's really just, it's really something to behold. Again, I brought this up when Griffin and I watched this movie recently. I still don't know the answer to this, but did they cast him so that they would look like each other and confuse everyone when the trailer came out? <laughs> you have definitely <laughs> said this, at least to me, and... I don't, I don't, I don't think so, but I, I don't know. It's too much of a coincidence that they look like they could be twins. And I think that was a bad idea. I mean, yeah, I think it's the, I think it was probably intentional. I personally do not think they look like twins. But they I think look they both, really similar. I think they both look like nerds, which I think is the goal. Um, we get Venom, who I don't think we're going to see in the Houston movies because he's got his own movie, which is way better than the third Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and Sandman, which I would be shocked. No, actually, I wouldn't be that shocked if it came in, but it would be really short. It would just be like a, I saw some. Know, I saw some sand in the trailer. It. Yeah. But there's no way that. It's not going to be like a main thing. Precedent to this guy. Yeah. And, uh, and not even to be like mean, like I... I actually think that Sandman is probably like the best hook that that movie has. Surprisingly, even though like that's not, they don't really focus on that when they, especially when they're advertising that movie. Yeah. I also really like that actor. He plays the teacher in Easy A, which um, reference has Emma Stone in it, which we're going to talk about in a second. It all comes together. He also is in (laughs) Sideways with Paul Giamatti, who plays the rhino. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. It's really all coming together. It's got connections. Um, but yeah, so I could, I don't know if they would get that same actor to come back, especially if he's like in Sandman form. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I don't I think mean, that actor's doing much right now. Yeah. He's probably got some steady work. I feel like he, you know, he, he would come back if asked, but yeah, they definitely wouldn't need to. Um, so that kind of wraps up the Tobey Maguire stuff. So we know we're getting... We're, we're getting Goblin. We're getting Doc Ock. And we think S- Sandman. Small chance Sandman. We obviously already have Mary Jane. Zero chance. A new Mary Jane. Yeah. Obviously. Um, zero chance Venom. Although that would be hilarious if they were just, <laughs> you know, fuck you, Tom Hardy, for bringing back... I can't even remember the guy's name. Why am I blanking on his name? It's a weird name. I was like just on the page too. It's um. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Yeah. Yeah, we're bringing back Topher Grace. Move over, Tom. Oh God. So yeah, I think we will. We'll see at least like three or four characters. I think Kirsten Dunst also is like rumored, but I think for any of these like side characters, it would be like I'm just visualizing like a montage basically yeah or like a picture or brief glimpses yeah in the news something Mm -hmm. like that yeah 
Um, so Spider-Man 3 comes out and everyone just perceives that for a couple years and we get a gap. We get a four-year gap. Which is not that long of a gap before getting a reboot. What is yeah. this, the Batman series? It was actually a five-year gap. That's my bad. But, or, um, or what is this, James Bond? We get one every <laughs> Oh, yeah, they just keep it churning. Switch them out? I mean, like, we could do probably a whole episode on, like, what happened with Spider-Man 3 and why Spider-Man 4 didn't get made, even though, like, Sam Raimi wanted to do it. Oh, I forgot slash didn't know there was supposed to be a fourth one. Yeah, Lizard was going to be in it. Because that guy is in the other yeah. movies. Um, yeah, they do introduce him. But, you know, Sony was like, well, we don't want to work with Sam Raimi anymore. And it was probably getting expensive. Like, the salaries were probably getting pricey. Sam Raimi didn't do the third one? He did. Oh. But he didn't want to do the Venom thing. And there was, like, a lot of studio interference. So I don't know if he, like, got fired or if he just walked or if it was, you know, never really in the cards. But, uh, yeah, Sony was, like, very quickly turned around. We got this, we got this Brit to play a new Peter. Let's give yeah. it, let's give it a swing. So here upon the screen enters Andrew Garfield, who I would say is a lovely Peter Parker. I have... He's a sweet boy. You know, I got, I got mixed feelings on this Peter. He's like, they were trying to like modernize the character, I think. Yeah, they gave and him a skateboard. And that's not like super flawed, but I'm also like, Peter Parker's not a skateboarder. He was like, even though he was like nerdy, he was kind of too cool. But I will argue that I think he, his Spider-Man is great. Like I enjoy his, his Spider-Man persona very much. Very quippy, very witty. Well, I feel like they did that to be like, it's not that much of a stretch that he could pull off becoming Spider-Man because he's like, can at least balance. <laughs> I mean, like I, like I do get it and it kind of makes sense. Um, but, like, I like the, you And know, he gets, like, teased or whatever. Like, he's not popular. Right. He's just a little bit more charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think we needed. Yeah. I mean, and I think <laughs> I think a lot of it was just kind of a, a, we just need to try a new version of this character because Tobey Maguire was playing it so hard in this one direction that let's just, let's just do anything we can to switch it up. Well, and I think Andrew Garfield gets a bad rap, and I don't think that's fair because I don't think the movies themselves were that great. Yeah, no, I think he definitely, he could have done... threw a lot at the wall. He could have done better. Not so much in this first one. So we get Gwen Stacy instead of MJ, which I think was a smart move on their part. Yes. Um, and Emma Stone was cool they were dating that was fun behind the scenes strong i enjoyed the plot um with you know because gwen stacy's dad is the nypd captain yeah you get like a good story there um the main villain here is lizard it's a uh, peter's college prof- wait is he in high school in this one he's in high school okay his high school teachers alter ego who lives in the sewers i think they could have picked a more compelling villain I don't um, think it's his teachers, and he's like taking, he's doing an internship. Is that right? Okay. At a lab, he's, I thought. I might get it, I probably just got it mixed up because he's in the Tobey Maguire movies as like a teacher slash professor. I don't remember now, so. So, either way, yeah, like a, you know, he's, he was teaching him one way or the other. I think it's weird that there's him. no Harry 
or like best friend kind of person in this first one. Well, I guess I was surprised when this movie came out that there was no Harry because of what we were introduced to in the Tobey Maguire's. But then, you know, when the Tom Holland ones came out, they had a Ned instead of Harry. And that was fine. I, I felt like it. I didn't miss Harry because of Ned, but like I don't remember there really being somebody like that in the Andrew Garfield ones. There's not really. I mean, because... We see Harry briefly in the second one, and then he turns into the villain. And we, it's, I think that would have worked a lot better if he was actually in this one, even if it was just like as the friend. Yeah, did they even really establish him as like one of his good friends? I don't recall. Yeah, we haven't watched the second one in a long time. I don't think I've ever, I might have only seen it once. Um, yeah, I mean, I think overall, like, this one, when we watched it last, I was like, this is okay. This is a solidly okay movie. So Andrew Garfield has said he's not in it, which no one really believes. Tom McGuire has also said that. You know, neither of them are confirmed. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, Kevin Feige's got the the snipers aiming at them, just waiting for him to slip up. Like after Alfred Molina really was just like, hey, I'm in I'm in the new Spider-Man and they're de-aging me and yada yada. He talked so much about it in an interview. And I feel like they were just like making extra sure that nobody else does the same thing. Um, similar thing with MJ. They might have like Gwen kind of in the background, but not really a big thing. She also, spoiler alert, dies in the next movie. So yeah, that's definitely going to, if Andrew Garfield is in it, like that has to come up. Yeah. Like when he's talking to Tom or, you know, whatever, whatever lessons are being learned, if it's similar to Into the Spider-Verse, right. which I don't think it's going to be, but. Yeah, I mean, and that just brings into the, the, the whole nature of like what these, what these cameos are, because these other villains that are coming back are also dead um, in their respective movies that they hail from. Uh, and I think people have inklings that Lizard might be in it in the new one. I mean, because, uh, well, which lizard, the, the one from this movie, oh. Spider-Man, because the other villains we get in the second Andrew Garfield are Jamie Foxx's Electro. And he's, Don't. he's going to be, Oh, that's he, been he, confirmed. he also, that was like, that might've actually been the first. I was just about to be like, there's no way there. No, I think that was actually, this was like a year ago. He, it got reported on by like. They, people call them, like, the trades. It's, like, a certain, like... I forget what websites or magazines they are. But they were, like, Jamie Foxx is returning as, elect, as Electro. And then he posted on Instagram being, like, stoked to be back, but I'm not going to be blue this time. So everybody was, like, mind blown. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, we also, as you mentioned, get Harry's Green Goblin. But that's, like, very short in that movie, isn't it? It's, like, not it's so, a big thing. It's, like, he doesn't become the Green Goblin until the end. And it's, like, this whole... Stupid thing. They were also setting up a third movie that yeah. never happened. He had like a degenerative disease. So it was like his dad dies. Okay, I'm just saying that's what they do in the game and it's fantastic and we're not there yet. Well, they executed it way better in the game. But I just, I'm assuming that's what they were trying to do. So. And we get Rhino. Yeah. And Rhino's barely in it. Some people think. We get the sideways connection. Maybe, maybe he'll come back. 
for like a, a funny cameo. They got to. If they have Paul Giamatti, you Get know? to do that shitty Russian accent again, please, for the for the people. I Paul. honestly, I'm saying this like I'm excited about it, but I have no memory of Paul Giamatti in these movies. I remember very little from the second Andrew Garfield one, but I'm excited. He is in it very, very little. We'll probably rewatch the second movie before it comes out to refresh. Yeah, you know? I think so. Um, okay. We, so we already said Gwen dies, but we might see a Gwen Cece. And they tried to introduce Shailene Woodley as MJ in this. And that didn't happen. Yeah, some some more deleted scenes. There's actually something I meant to mention just because we are doing villain talk. Um, if they had let the Andrew Garfield series go a bit more, they had this thing where they were trying to basically tease the entire Sinister Six. Um, they had like a, a a room in the basement of Oscorp that had vulture wings and Doc Ock arms and stuff. So do I think they would have handled it well? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I would have been very curious to see what would have happened in that in that hypothetical third. I don't think they knew what they wanted the Andrew Garfield movies to be. I know we're not doing an episode on it right now, but like they were like, we kind of want to do a reboot, but we want it to be its own thing. But we also want to like work off what we have. Like they just didn't know. Yeah. Plus like we have this whole uh, side plot of Peter's parents being like agents or something. Right. And that, that would have been cool. That's maybe the one thing that I wish they would have followed through on. God, that was disappointing. I mean, I'm kind of mad you mentioned that. That's right. It's like the one intriguing factor of the story of those movies, even though it was like, they they baited it so much and it never mattered. That's what it was. Lizard was his dad's partner. You're right. Yes. Right. Who used to work at Oscorp and... He is doing an internship there because that's where he's hanging out with Gwen. Yeah, that's when he gets bit by the spider. Yep. How could I forget? Well, he kind of sneaks in and says he's doing an internship. Yes. But then I think he actually does one. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I wish they had um, pulled that off because I think the plot was kind of silly, but that was like, I feel like I've talked about this on pod. That was like what intrigued me about the first one was that they were teasing this plot about Peter's backstory, and they didn't do anything with it, so I was, like, burned by that. Well, didn't they do, like, a plane crash or something? Yeah, in the second one. But that, they just never, like, they never they never followed through. So, I'm, unfortunately, these char- some of these characters will probably come back, but I don't think we're going to get any closure on their plots, because there's not enough time. Well, speaking of time in the timeline, we are now at a little movie known as Civil War. Talk about a fast reboot. Talk about the best origin story of not doing an origin story. It's true. The Who, I, Raise your hand if you were happy they didn't show Uncle Ben getting killed. Everyone's raising their hand. Is everyone raising their hand at home? Um, the, the guts that Marvel had because The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014. Captain America Civil War came out in 2016. They basically recast Andrew Garfield within the span of a year and introduced another Spider-Man. And canceled in, the third movie. <laughs> yeah. I just think, like... 
Like, I think it was still, like, hadn't really been canceled when they'd already cast Tom Holland. They were like, well, what's happening with this third movie? I, I kind of remember that rumbling. Andrew Garfield was probably, like, rumored to be in it at some point. Um, That's a real bummer for him, but I really like Tom Holland. I just think some Sony executive's brain must have exploded when Marvel Studios was like, okay, we're going to have Spider-Man in this movie. No, it's not a Spider-Man movie. He probably only has like 10 minutes of screen time, if that. Well, that doesn't matter because he really made an impact. He did great, Tommy. Yeah, I mean. And we got a little bit of like, he's already, he just started this gig. His Aunt May's hot. The best Aunt May, you could say. Yep. Um, Oh, easily. Do you think we'll get these different Aunt Mays? Well, I mean, obviously we know we have her, but. I don't know. I don't in so far as one Aunt May still alive. I thought we looked it up and she was. Oh yeah, you're probably. I, I can't say. I don't it for even remember certain. what Andrew Garfield's Aunt May looked like. She oh, it's Sally, Sally Field. Yeah, never mind. I do remember Sally Fields. Yeah, maybe we will get some Martin Sheen. No, I don't. I think the the only side characters that we could get from any of these movies are going to be like the really iconic ones. So like pretty much just MJ and Gwen. I can't. I can't imagine any of the other ones would come back. Um, I also just saw something about. Uh, Sally Fields really did not like playing Aunt May in those movies because she's like, I tried, but they didn't give me any material to work with. Yeah. Something about you can't put 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Classic Sally. On Howard Stern or something. So not not much to discuss in terms of like what this means, but a great introduction for Tom Holland's take on the character. Tightly, you know, tightly done. A lot of bits. Tightly done. Just a lot of references. Clearly a nerd, yeah. but like, again, can like get himself off the ground, you yeah. know? Yep. I think so. we've, we've all, and when I say we, people we know <laughs> have talked about how he strikes the balance really well. He does. And it's like nice to have, you know, at least at the time of Civil War coming out, um, a Spider-Man whose actor was, you know, fitting the age of the character. Yeah. Of course, now it's been, uh, what, it'll have been five years since then by the time... I will say Andrew Garfield looked young. Yeah. He looked like he was like 17 or something. Yeah. But he just like also just, he like looks young, but in a, in a, in a different way from how Tom Holland looked young. Like Tom Holland didn't look like Andrew Garfield is like, I'm not saying. No, I'm saying what you're saying. I'm just saying that Tobey Maguire was a full ass man. Correct. (laughs) Um, Another British guy. Yeah. They like their Brits. So, a year after that, we get Spider-Man Homecoming, his first outing. With Ned. We get Ned. We get MJ. We get Liz We Allen, get a sly and MJ. we get Michael Keaton's Vulture. And who's the girl in the news? Oh, that's that's um Gwen, I think. I thought that was somebody else. Oh. A different yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Person. Um, I always forget her name. But let me see. Oh, Betty. Betty. Isn't it Betty Brant? Yeah, it is. Elizabeth Banks played Betty Brant in the Tobey Maguire movies in like such a bit part that. Oh, yeah, she's like an assistant at the. At the paper? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So obviously, this is. This is a great way to integrate. Not, well, you know, Spider Man and Aunt May have already been integrated into the MCU, but this movie just like expanded his world so seamlessly utilizing happy hogan yeah and tony 
because we do get a lot of Tony in Homecoming. Um, but yes, Vulture. Great twist. Shocked everybody. And, you know, I don't know what the deal is going to be um, with Vulture. I don't know if he will be in No Way Home. The last time that we saw him was in a trailer for Morbius, the Jared Leto Sony Marvel movie, which is not set in the MCU. And I, I haven't heard any whispers about it. So I would be pretty surprised if he comes back. Well, we know that... Um... I want to call him Nacho, but that's not his name. <laughs> yeah. From Better Call Saul. Yeah, Scorpion. He, is he Scorpio? Hmm? Scorpion. Oh. Yeah. Mac Gargan is the character's name. Yeah, because he talks to Vulture in the post credit scene. Yeah. And we don't, that's like, I just. Oh, I thought I, he was like in another was he in the Far From Home postcard? No, that was just the was... JJ. Yeah, so I think the the vibe that I'm getting is like they were planning on bringing together like these characters, like Vulture, they they're gonna do Scorpion, but then like I guess when this opportunity presented itself to bring back these other characters, maybe they are putting certain villains on hold because I'm like they can't bring back or they can't introduce a new villain being like Scorpion as Scorpion in this movie, he's going to get overshadowed by the other greatest Spider-Man villains of all time. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. I feel like if he's going to be in this new one, he'll be the very first villain before any timeline things have gone wonky. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would probably make the most sense. But I hope that they kind of save him because, I mean, we both really like him as an actor, seeing him in Better Call Saul, and I think he could be a really interesting character that we would get to know. Or maybe they'll kind of introduce him at the very end. I don't know. Depends how they end this movie. Yeah, which is like uh, such a question. But I just don't want him to get... fix it? I know. I don't want him to get overshadowed, so I, I hope that... I hope that's the same. So, um, yeah, I mean, should we talk about far from home since we're talking about, yeah. Um, so we're, we're getting so close to no way home now and far from home. Of course, the cast changes up a little homecoming was so Tony centric and now it's moved on to happy. We get some Nick Fury and of course we get Mysterio himself. I forgot about the whole Nick Fury is a, Scroll. Yeah. Yeah. And Robin. Everybody's favorite character. And yeah. Um, Maria. Hill. I think, I don't know like what the general sentiment is. I think this movie is slightly pales in comparison to Homecoming just because Homecoming was so strong. But this also does such a good job of like, we get so much good Ned stuff in this movie. Like his whole like little like background romance arc is so funny. I really like like Peter and MJ's thing here and MJ just like knowing that he's Spider-Man because she's not an she's idiot. Not, she's not dumb cuz anybody else would be able to guess it. Um and I just think like the whole sequence of we really get to see like you know, Mysterio does such a good job of like provoking Peter and kind of like exploiting like the whole like 
father figure issue that he has. This movie really stresses me out, and I haven't wanted to rewatch it. I mean, since it it's, came out, it's a lot, and it, it's it's painful for Pete. He really gets, especially because the audience finds out before he does. Yeah, that he's messing with him, and. It doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. But it's and Jake Gyllenhaal is very charismatic. Yeah, he he plays Mysterio so well. And then just the ending is just brutal. It's insane. And we also, I know we haven't. We're gonna do a whole episode on this movie, but like we've like talked so much about, or we haven't. I know we're gonna talk about it when we talk about the movie, but. Like, Tom Holland's Spider-Man went through so much during Endgame. Like, that was so emotionally taxing for us watching that character on screen that, like, we didn't want to see him go through something like this. So I'm, like, the one person that's not looking forward to what's coming. I just, I'm stressed. I'm stressed, okay? I mean... <laughs> I feel like it's it's in keeping with the comics that Spider-Man is like the most downtrodden, just constantly beaten down superhero. He like in the comics, he's always broke. He's always having relationship problems. His family's always in danger. He never catches a break. Like, and I don't feel like we have anything to look forward to. Like, I don't think it's going to get resolved in this movie. I guess it's going to be re-talked about in Doctor Strange. Like, you're right. He's just going to end up in a worse place. A different place, but a worse place. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's gonna They're in a tough spot, and I will see how they pull it off. But uh, as far as characters coming back, obviously the cast is coming back. You know, we're, we're here in the trilogy. But do you think Mysterio is dead? Do you think, even if Jake Gyllenhaal does not come back, that the character of Mysterio could return because he still has his whole team. And some people think that it's like, well, you don't need uh, what I, you don't I mean, need I Quentin think... Beck to, to have Mysterio. You could have somebody else be Mysterio. Yeah, I guess. But that would kind of defeat the whole purpose of, you know, Spider-Man killing Mysterio. I do think people from the team will come back, just not as Mysterio, I guess. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, so before we get into the, the, the trailer... We'll just touch on some of the other Spider-Man franchises. Yeah. So we have the video games. Yes. So we have the Spider-Man video game and then we have the Miles Morales video game. Really fun swinging around games. But they have like very distinct plots. They have a full story. The first one has the... Sinister Six. Which is Doc Ock. Electro, Rhino, Vulture, Scorpion, and Martin Lee. Yeah, and so like where we're at, at this point in Peter's story in the game, these are all established guys except for Martin Lee. They're all doing their things. Because when you fight them, well, no, I take that back. Doc Ock is not. Doc Ock and Martin Lee are new villains. Everybody else, he's fought repeatedly. He's thrown them in jail repeatedly. They keep getting out. And also, like, Kingpin's in there, and he throws Kingpin in jail in the beginning of the game, and then everything goes to shit. We meet Norman. We have a mysterious Harry situation. Obviously, we have the MJ relationship. 
We have Taskmaster. Yeah. We have we've... Black Cat. We have Sable, Hammerhead, and like you said, Kingpin. They really like they we loaded Fisk? it up. Yeah, I, I mentioned Is it earlier. Kingpin? It's Kingpin. Yeah. Um, and all of them are portrayed super cool. Except maybe I didn't like Hammerhead so much, but I'll give them a pass. It's one out of like twenty villains. And they all fit in the plot together, except for maybe like Black Cat, but and like Taskmaster. They're like side things for the game. But like Sable is there because Norman hired them and like they're fighting Sable, but like they're also kind of fighting Kingpin's people. Yeah. And then he has to team up with Sable. I just they afforded themselves so many cool Plus stories. Plus all the Martin Lee stuff. Yeah. Which ties into Aunt May. And they for the first time ever, kill Aunt May, which was like crazy thing for them to do. And it was so compelling. <sighs> I know it's been my word of the episode, just compelling. You're, you're compelled. What can you say? You're compelled. But that shit was brutal. It was extremely sad. You go on YouTube and you can see a lot of people crying as they play the game. It took a lot of guts for them to pull that off because like her portrayal in the game was fantastic and the whole She was honestly the perfect Aunt May. She was the correct age. A good balance of like, yeah, I've known, but I'm going to pretend like I don't know because I love you. Yeah. And um, late in the game, we get like Miles is introduced. Yeah. And he is also a great character. And introduced through, kind of through Aunt May and working at the shelter because he just lost his dad, who's in the police force. There's so much going on. And it was just really cool to see that they were—they knew that they had like a 20 to 30 hour video game and they could make all of this work. And the fact that, like I said before, he's like a veteran Spider-Man. It was just so cool to have this additional perspective, like the black cat thing. She is always popping in and out of his life. And then she's like, I have a son. And he's like, oh, that could be my kid. And has oh, to deal yeah, with that with MJ. So it, you know, it's like a little bit more mature in the story that it's telling, which is really cool. Yeah. And he and MJ are a different part in their relationship. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, I really do recommend playing this game. And if you're not a video game player or if you can't play it, uh, watch like a let's play of it or like find the cutscenes because like, it, if you like Spider-Man, it's genuinely worth it. And Miles Morales, the game, holds up. They also have the rhino in that. Rhino's back. Instead of Sable, they have Roxxon. They have a Ned-like character called Genki. Um, Obviously, the Prowler and the Tinker, which are very... They're references to big-time characters. Yeah. Yeah, and... I mean, big time. Like, I mean, you know, this, as you were saying earlier, like Miles Morales, the character hasn't been around that long. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, like the Tinker is like an older character. This is like a very different take on the character. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was also just like a great kind of expansion on the inter- the the universe that was introduced in the first game. Um, we get like a great cast of side characters. Like Miles' mom is like running for office. And that's, like, its own plot. It also shows how Spider-Man and Miles Morales can exist in the same universe. Like, Spider-Man doesn't have to be dead for Miles Morales to exist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because people were wondering about that. Because I think when the game was announced, people were like, oh, shit. Like, no. Because people like that Peter. They wrote him out. Like, he's, like, on vacation, basically. Which is, like, kind of silly. But, like, 
he's there for some of it. And it's like, I'm like getting older. Like I'm slowing down. Like if you can take on some of this responsibility, great. Yeah. Like, which is literally the best way to do it. For sure. And, uh, they, they have so many different ways to go for the second full game. Very excited for that. Cannot wait. Cause in comparison to into the spider verse, which is the last one we'll talk about, like they have Spider-Man dying in order for miles to take over, which is fine. Like it works in that movie. I'm really glad that they didn't kill his dad in that one. And then honestly, instead they killed the prowler, but um, that was well, still really sad. I think the, the comparisons are very interesting because like into the spider verse was being created for a long time. Uh, and the first Spider-Man game came out right before into the Spider-Verse released. So you have to assume that they had already started writing the story for Miles Morales or they were into development for Miles Morales. And, you know, they were probably watching it being like, it makes me wonder if they coordinated because they're using like the same characters. They even had like Prowler and stuff. So they're probably watching it and maybe they were glad that they didn't <laughs> make the same story choices because yeah. otherwise it would just turn into like a Spider-Verse light adaptation when the main villain of that is fisk which is a reference to like other spider-man stuff and i guess even um he's the villain in uh daredevil daredevil yeah Yeah. and we get female doc ock yeah voiced by um katherine hahn yeah okay so i'm glad we talked about into the spider verse first last i mean because that is dealing with parallel Spider-Man yeah. universes, primarily the comics. I mean, we're yeah, now we're starting to dip our toes into a possibly a live-action Spider-Verse. So is the MCU just stealing this, or we're all just using the comics as inspo? The the multiverse, or like the... Or yeah. Multiple, well, Spider-Man, you know, I am not going to act like I'm, a, I'm an expert in Spider-Man comics, but Spider-Man comics are notorious for having a, a thousand plots about being there well, being multiple the Spider-Man. spider-mans pointing at each other yeah that like there's there's always been like there's clones of spider-man there's alternate reality spider-mans there are just inexplicably like other random spider individuals for some reason more than other comics there's probably just because of how popular it is they're like we just got to keep bringing in more more spider people so, so what we know from the trailer. From the trailer now. From what we know on the internet is it's been revealed to the world via Mysterium. Mysterio? Mysterium. Mysterio. Mysterio. That Tom Holland has allegedly killed Mysterio and that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And he's being investigated by the police Everyone knows who he is. He's dealing with his relationship with MJ. Aunt May is being targeted. MJ's being targeted. Everyone in his life is in danger. He's upset. So he goes to the one guy that can solve all of his problems, his best friend from space. Steven Steven. Strange. Steven. Just Steven. They ruined that joke in the trailer. And Steven... Is like, I've got a great idea. We will erase that from ever the world's happening. collective memory. Of Spider-Man. It's basically the plot of yesterday, which I haven't seen. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I was going to be like, me neither. 
I just know that. <laughs> I'll take like, your word for that's it. That's just like the Beatles. No one's ever heard of the Beatles, but so apparently that means Aunt May doesn't know. We don't even know if Peter knows who Spider-Man is. Like, we don't know what that's going to mean per se. Well, it doesn't work anyway. Per the per the trailer. It doesn't work as it was intended. Yeah. Because Peter Something happens. Peter doesn't Peter won't stop talking and it messes the whole thing up. Which feels like a flaw in the spell or what Steven is doing. I have a feeling that and this is not this is not information that I've gotten anywhere else. I just feel like the what we saw in the trailer is not that full scene. I don't certainly I, like obviously there's cuts, but I don't think it's going to just be Peter talking that messes up the spell. No, I don't I think, think so either. I think there I are, think maybe Scorpion comes in or something else. I you know, I don't it, know. it could just be like other well, we know other like multiverse people, things happening elsewhere. Oh, uh, like see, my take on this was like this was always happening with this Spider-Man movie and it has nothing to do with going on in the shows. I don't think oh. the shows are caught up to the movies. Or the, the shows are ahead of the movies. I mean, the movies are headed towards the multiverse anyway. And right. they, they were before the shows came out. Like, I think... I know, but I'm just saying I don't think we're, we're oh. synced up yet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I am very curious. I thought that. so before this trailer came out, but now that this trailer is out, it doesn't... It feels like a very different thing is happening than what's been introduced in the TV shows. Yeah, we'll see. What was your general take after watching the trailer? This has been long awaited for you. Yeah. Uh, besides, besides the initial hype, I'm like, well, one, I was just like, I'm so happy to like actually be seeing this. Um, it, I'm intrigued with how they're handling like Peter's legal trouble. Like we see him arrested in handcuffs we see him presumably in the act of being arrested at the end of far from home but then he's like in school and he's at home so i'm like i don't know like what that side of the story is going to be looking like i don't know how much of that movie of the movie will be taken up by that part of the story but i'm like i'm glad that we are like dealing with this like right off like the end of the second movie because like any kind of time jump i'd be like what's happening uh, I think the Doctor Strange thing is like slightly unbelievable. I think something is something is up there. It, he doesn't he doesn't seem to be firing on all cylinders. I will say that he is in New York. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I'm just saying, like, Peter can be like, I can go to Doctor Strange. He's in New York. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. I thought the trailer was very revealing. And I personally, when I'm watching a trailer, don't want to know that many things that are about to happen. I want a general, like, this is what the movie's going to be about. I don't want to hear jokes that are going to be funny when I see the movie. I want very short dialogue because I want to experience it for the first time in the context of the movie. And... I felt like this trailer was really long. It was long. It was three minutes long. did really long clips. Yeah. Which I'm sure people that are very excited were very excited about because it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much. But I just like, like, I thought the Loki trailer was really good because it showed you these like short little things and you basically got like, okay, this is going to have to do with like this time police 
but like that was it and like pretty much only showed us stuff from the first episode obviously it's a tv show versus a movie but i don't know i want something more like that where you know i'm excited to see the trailer i'm excited to see what the movie's about but i don't want to know i don't want to have all of these like scenes in my head before seeing it i guess this is a sony trailer Marvel does not do this in their trailers. I know, and I feel like... And Sony did this in the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. They put the entire dialogue of MJ being like, you're Spider-Man. They like, put like a full minute... Well, not a minute. They put 20, 30 seconds of dialogue uncut. I feel like it's silly for me to complain about that. And I think most people like all that. Like, like a long trailer. And no, I just feel you, kind of like you're not crazy only, for being You're not like, the only person saying this. I will give them kind of the benefit of the doubt because I think that there's going to be like a lot of like visual stuff in this movie that is like a spoiler inherently. And I feel like everything that was in the trailer is from very early. It all in the movie. seemed like the, what I hope is like the first 15 minutes because I could see this being really drawn out and I don't, I don't care to be in that world very I, long. I don't think so. I think it's going to be what we saw. Yeah. It's like the first 15, like I want to get into the chaos pretty quickly. Like I get what you're saying about the doctor strange thing, but I think that's like the conceit is like, like he tries to cast a spell and it goes wrong. Like that's like the, the one line synopsis on IMDB. Yeah. Like, and everything else after that. Cause Tom Holland's like, you, you guys don't even know anything. Like you don't know what's coming. So I, I hope that he is right. Oh, the, most cohesive part of all of these super not super versus that's our show all of the as we're calling it the web of spider-mans is j jonah jameson jk simmons jk simmons yes yes you know that's that's uh that's why the andrew garfield movies didn't do well they didn't get him back (laughs) he's even in the video game yeah no, he's he's iconic, and I mean, I he was always like a good character in the. It comics, is J.K. Simmons doing the voice in the video game, or no? I don't think. I know so. J. Jonah no. Jameson is in it. Yeah, no, I don't think he's he doesn't that's voice in the too, video game. That's too much. But. but yeah, I mean, he's he's an important character. He's the best uh, like non-fighting enemy that Spider-Man has, and I think it's it's so fun that they brought him back in the new ones, it's like this info war style thing, because it's very much like of the times. Um, I mean, that's how they kind of make it seem in the video game. And then in the Miles Morales video game, he plays him for like one second. He's like, why does Peter listen to this? I'm listening to a podcast. And that is the most accurate thing I've ever seen displayed. Yeah. It's like, he does he like hearing <laughs> like Jameson just talk shit the whole time? No, instead, Miles listens to Danica Hart's podcast, who is voiced by Ashley Birch who plays Alloy in Horizon Zero Dawn and is in the show Mythic Quest. A little backstory for y'all. And don't add us. I know that there are other Spider-Man video games that we did not talk about. I'm sorry. They're not important. Uh, I've only really played the movie adaptations and the uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man game, which was good. And we didn't touch on any of the um, animated shows, of which there are many I only ever watched one, and it was pretty good. But I don't have anything to say about it, unfortunately. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson is not voiced by J.K. Simmons in the game. That would have been quite a get. Just confirming. But, yeah, so I guess 
there's usually like a second trailer that'll come out, but I guess that probably will be. I'd imagine more that would the be, same. and it'll probably come out in like November. Um, you know, they'll probably put if the other Spider Men are in it, they'll probably put one of the other Spider Men in the trailer. To be honest, I could see them doing that. Probably Tobey Maguire. Toby. Yeah, and that that'll probably have like maybe maybe Toby. Uh, if I had to guess, a glimpse of Goblin, Electro. Maybe just like a, yeah, a couple more. If cuts Jamie Foxx has already been like announced. They'll be like, we can spoil. That. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't in this one, but, um, yeah. I mean, you know, they got a they got a limited window to release this second trailer. Did the, was the date on it? By the way, yeah, the it's like December seventeenth or something. Okay. So apparently they're sticking with it. They are pushing Venom two back to like February of next year. Now that was supposed to come out. Um, within, like, the next month or two as well, I believe. They're kind of on their own path. Yeah, I guess, like, but I guess if they wanted to, Sony could be the one to push uh, No Way Home. The Um, vibes don't work. Tom Hardy's Venom does not fit with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And I've I've said it before, I'll say it again. They can't be enemies. Putting Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in the Venom-verse and just, you know, acting like the appropriate amount of time has passed. Don't de-age Andrew Garfield. Just have him be like this slightly older Spider-Man. You're good to go. Now they could fight, but it doesn't make any sense. They're not going to ever, like, I just think Andrew Garfield doesn't have a chance with this world. Everyone turned on him. (laughs) I'm just saying. Oh, poor Andy. I don't... I think he's fine. Yeah. I don't think... um, it feels to me like we're past the point of possibly having a Spider-Man in the Venomverse. Like, they are pushing forward with their own I thing. I don't think we need it. I'm just... I don't think we need it either, but, you know... It doesn't feel like the world where Tom Hardy exists does not feel like a world where Spider-Man exists. Agreed. Agreed. But I guess we will see what happens. And Tom Hardy is the hero of that movie. Yeah. So he can't be a villain to Spider-Man. They would never do it. It would end up being like a Batman v Superman type thing. They'd fight and then they'd and join up and they'd fight something else. We don't want that again, do we? No. Okay. Well, this is an exciting time. They have 20 years of rich cinematic history to pull from, plus uh, way more decades than that of comic history to pull from. And it's pretty much anything goes with this movie. The trailer might have been a little on the long side, but we still have a lot of questions. Yeah, I'm not mad that it was like actually long. But what was it? I give it. I know. I just. But uh, you know, I think we'll have a lot of questions that will only be answered in December, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a wait till then. Fortunately, we have other stuff to occupy our time. I guess it's a Christmas movie. I suppose so. It is set in December, I think. That's why it's all snowy in Doctor Strange's place, but. Much to think about. Um, if we, you know, if you have any ideas or theories that we did not touch upon, or if you feel like your fave character from one of the other series was underrepresented, uh, let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your predictions. Um, if you're excited for the multiverse ahead or anything you think. And until next time, we've, we've been, been untangling, untangling the web. web.